We have two readings this morning. The first is from the Old Testament, the book of Isaiah, chapter 42, verses 5 to 9. Thus says God, the Lord, who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread out the earth and what comes from it, who gives breath to the people on it and spirit to those who walk in it. I am the Lord. I have called you in righteousness. I will take you by the hand and keep you. I will give you as a covenant for the people, a light for the nations, to open the eyes that are blind, to bring out the prisoners from the dungeon, from the prison those who sit in darkness. I am the Lord. That is my name. My glory I give to no other, nor my praise to carved idols. Behold, the former things have come to pass, and new things I now declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. The second reading is Matthew 5, verse 5. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. The word of God for the people of God. Let's bow our heads for just a moment of prayer before we get into today's message. Loving God, we thank you for all that you've done for us. We thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, for coming alongside of us and promising to never leave or forsake us. We claim that promise now, knowing that your spirit's here. God, we ask that each heart is touched. For we pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. So today we continue our sermon series, Revive Us Again. So far, we have been and we are going to continue to unpack each one of the Beatitudes and just kind of blow it up and examine it and, and see what it means. So far, we've looked at several, and today we're going to look at blessed are those. Actually, last week, we looked at, we spent two weeks on blessed are those who weep. We talked about that one, and then we did a little class assignment last week. You guys helped write a lament, and it was a beautiful prayer. Thank you for that. We also have discovered as we move along that God's kingdom is upside down from the kingdoms of this world. And as great as it is to be an American, how many of you are proud to be American? Yeah. I am too. And as great as this country is, and as great as it is to be an American, this is not God's kingdom. Uh, news release. <laughs> this is not God's kingdom. God's kingdom is upside down from what we consider to be a good kingdom. And one day, God's kingdom will be on earth as it is in heaven. And so we've been kind of exploring that and kind of touching into this. And, 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 and this has been a challenge for me because I have felt led to preach this series based on the Beatitudes. 
and a couple of you know this already. I'm learning as I go along. I'm being obedient to what I feel God is leading me to do. And, and we're finding out because I believe, I honestly believe that embedded in these beatitudes, we find the Holy Spirit. I really believe that. We also studied up to this point that these beatitudes are not something that we strive toward. It's talking to people who are already in these positions. And, and, and this one, blessed are the, are the meek, is no different. In fact, it is, sort of resembles the same beatitude that we read the first time, uh, blessed are the poor in spirit. It's a restatement of that. And, and, and Bible scholars are trying to figure out why is he saying the same thing twice? Maybe he's trying to nuance it. Maybe he's trying to reinforce it. He, Matthew, is trying to reinforce it. But it's kind of a restatement of that. And as I studied this, there was something that came out. And I'd like to share with you what I discovered in my studying of this blessed group of people. Blessed are the meek. I want to introduce to you, I want to introduce you to a civil rights leader by the name of Howard Thurman. How many of you have heard of Howard Thurman? Yeah. The younger people may not so much. Uh, Howard Thurman was an American author, philosopher, theologian, educator, civil rights leader. He loved to be in nature. There's a whole documentary, by the way. Uh, I, I believe it's on Amazon Prime. On, on Howard Thurman, the type of person he was. He loved being in nature, and he loved to talk to the trees. That's where he found God, was in, in, the, in the beauty of the trees. <clears throat> so uh, the other word that's introduced that might be kind of made me squirm a little bit is mystic. Uh, they define him as a mystic as well. He had one of the largest, during the Civil Rights Movement, he had one of the largest mixed churches during that time in the 20th century. He was a prominent religious figure, played a leading role in many social justice movements and organizations of the 20th century. He was Martin Luther King Jr.'s pastor. He influenced Martin Luther King Jr. a lot. He authored many books, one of which, my most favorite book, is Jesus and the Disinherited. It's a very easy read. And you can't, it's just one of those books you pick up and you just can't put it down. And, and trying to find sound bites in this book is, is next to impossible because everything is contextual. <clears throat> but I, I would like to try to extrapolate one sound bite as to what a disinherited is. And I think that Howard Thurman was thinking about the meek when he was talking about the disinherited. <clears throat> He says, many and buried are the interpretations dealing with the teachings of the life of Jesus of Nazareth, Nazareth. But few of those interpretations deal with uh, what the teachings in the life of Jesus have to say to those who stand at a moment in human history with their backs against the wall. You see, the meek or the disinherited are those who don't have a voice. 
They don't have their own voice anyway. They don't have people advocating for them. These are the people who have nothing. And yet, they have faith. Howard Thurman says that in the book, if you read it. They have their faith, but they don't have any material value. They don't have anything to really... And, 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 and it's, I find it interesting. Here we are in this country. And it's a great country, right? America's great. And sometimes we take it for granted. We'll touch that a little bit later on. But there are people who don't have the things that we have. And I think that we are called to help those who are meek and disinherited, as Howard Thurman puts it. Perhaps we are called to be their hope, to be their voice, to be their representative in a world that looks to the rich and the beautiful and the powerful. So how do we provide that voice? How do we provide that advocacy? This church, through the Christmas offering that we do every year, and before and sometimes after, people give to this offering throughout the year as well. The Christmas offering that goes by the tree. I'm imagining the tree right there, and there's a manger there. The, the money that goes, and it doesn't go to the church expenses. It, it goes all to missions. That's one way of being an advocate and a voice for the meek. We have a Stott Wallace Fund. The Cumberland Presbyterian Church has a Stott Wallace Fund, and it benefits many missionaries overseas. Of course, we know of the Hobsons. We've, we've seen them. We've talked to them. We've, we've had them on, on video screen at one point. Um, wonderful people. They benefit from the Hobsons. They, through our financial gifts, they are providing work for people in Uganda. He provides, um, Kenneth provides work through his printing press, and Delight has this bakery, Delight's Delight, <laughs> I think is what it's called. We had missionaries here <clears throat> last week, week before last. They're all starting to blend together. There, there are some of those, there are some of you who are here and got to hear um, Kim Moore and Daniel and Kay Jang. Um, Daniel and Kay Jang are missionaries to the Philippines. Kim Moore is going to Haiti and she's not there already. Um, they told their stories. Daniel and Kay are, uh, they, they got sewing machines and, and they put them in this place, this classroom, and they're teaching people all kinds of things. And, and specifically, they told the story of the sewing machines and how they are teaching people how to sew and make a living. And for their graduation, they wore the clothes that they made, and those clothes were beautiful, weren't they? Absolutely stunning. Somebody's doing them good. If I made my own clothes, they'd look all wrong side out and backwards. <clears throat> um, 
Kim Moore. She talks about how she has to go through, before she goes to Haiti, she has to go through her phone and delete all the pictures she's taken of her food. Because the food that we eat here, at the restaurants, the nice restaurants we have here, that would feed a, that would feed a small family for a couple weeks, at least a week. It's a lot of food. We take these things for granted. And yet we can be the boy. In fact, Kim gave us an invitation. Kim said, come and see, didn't she? She said, come and see. There's a place that we can say, if you want to come and do a short-term mission trip, go and see what she's doing. I promise you, your heart will be changed. You'll never see things the same way again. We have the Presbyterian Night Shelter that we support. Lucretia and I, uh, before we became, I, I became your pastor here, um, even before we went in the seminary, you know, we, we had opportunities to take church to, the, um, to True Worth, which was part of the Presbyterian Night Shelter. And, and we would, uh, these people would show up. And, and here's the thing. We were blessed by them. It was an amazing thing. They wanted to be there. They wanted to help. They wanted to give out bulletins. They wanted pass, to pass out the offering plate. They wanted to be there. They changed our lives. In the way that we saw things, by the prayer requests that they would put in the offering plates, we would tell them, you don't have to put money in here, but put your prayer requests. We can know to pray for you. You know what those prayer requests were for? The, we would see prayer requests praying for family, their, loved, their beloved family who they were not with, and they were praying for them. They, were, they would pray for, um, they'd pray for health. But the thing that stuck out more with me and changed my heart and helped me understand this group of people better was they were grateful for what they had. And as many prayer requests as we got, we also saw gratitudes in the offering plate for what they had, and it wasn't much. We had the Cumberland Youth and Family Services. They are a strong advocate for the abused, neglected, and unwanted children, and not just any children. These are children who are too old to be adopted that are in this home. They'll never be part of a family. And yet, this place provides advocacy provides family for them, provides the love and support that they need, and even provides a program for when they age out. As long as they're in college, they can still stay there. It's an incredible program. We have need. Always, we have a, bu we have a bucket, a container out there where you can, and, and, and you guys are doing a great job of, of putting non-perishable food in there. They also need toiletries, and they need all kinds of things. They also need volunteers, always need volunteers to, to, to pack the bags for people to come forward. So not only do we support them with our money, but 
But perhaps, maybe God is calling you, us, me, to serve in a physical way. There, sacking groceries. And we have six stones. They offer counseling services. They offer job placement services. They're always looking for clothing donations. And we have this church not only gives us money, but we have a, a, a container out there that's always full. And they pick up three times a day now, or three times a week now, and it's still always full. It's right there along the, I'm pointing the wrong places, right there. It's right along the, the hiking path, and, and people see it, and they're putting stuff in there. And, and so they provide suits and, and p- clothing for people to wear for their interviews. This is how we provide a voice. This is how we provide advocacy. So the question is this morning, are we as a church and as individuals providing the voice, the hope, the advocacy to the meek? What are we doing to provide a hand up to the disinherited? I come down to this table, and I always get goosebumps. This is one of the things that I, am, I feel honored to do as an ordained pastor. Word of sacrament, word in sacrament is what my title is. When I do this, I get goosebumps. This is huge, y'all. There is mystery here at this table. Jesus gave everything for us and set the example for us to be willing to give everything to Christ. I'm going to bless the elements and then I'll ask the elders to come forward. Loving God, through the mystery of these elements, we know that you are here with us. We know that this table is open. It's not my table. It's not any one person's table. It's not this church's table. It's your table. And you say, come. All who are hungry and thirsty, come. Thank you for the gift of Jesus. As we partake of these elements, God, may our hearts be transformed from the inside out so that we will know what true love is all about. That we will be open to hearing your call to be the voice of those whose backs are against the wall. Bless these elements, we pray. In the name of Jesus, amen.